What's stalling growth for you and what to do about it? This is a podcast from Integrity Solutions. I'm Michael Terrell. What might be limiting growth at your organization and what can you do to address it? This is part two of a podcast series with Bruce Wedderburn, the Chief Sales Officer of Integrity Solutions. Bruce has a keen look at common hurdles to growth, what he calls unseen headwinds. I use that term headwind specifically because like a headwind to an aircraft or, or termites in your house, these things are not immediately obvious until it's too late, but they, they manifest themselves. That's things such as there's a lack of customer enthusiasm, lack of commitment, stalled sales cycles, pipelines full of opportunities that just don't seem to progress. In our first podcast in this series, Bruce detailed growth headwind number one. Let's review that briefly. Bruce? Headwind number one. You've got a sales team that's responsible for top-line growth, but they're consistently forgetting a fundamental communication rule. And that is, customers value what they say and their own conclusions more than what they're told, especially what they're told by a salesperson. So to recap, to avoid the headwind of growth, to increase customer enthusiasm and commitments that will move opportunities through your sales pipeline faster, you've got to remember two things. First of all, Customers will value more what they say in their own conclusions more than what they're told, especially what they're told by a salesperson. And so you have to have a questioning model that helps the customer think through and talk about the gap between their current situation and their desired situation. The wider that gap in the customer's mind, the more value they'll see in your solution. The smaller that gap, the less value and the more price pressure that you're going to be facing. We pick up now with this second podcast, Bruce Wedderburn on overcoming common headwinds to growth. The second headwind to growth we're going to focus on is not developing the whole person. What do I mean by that? Well, one of the things that we do often in Integrity Solutions, we ask sales leaders a very simple question. When you look at your top performance, those people who hit the ball out of the park every year, or as we would say in Australia, hit it for six, What percentage of those top performers' success is due to A, their product knowledge and selling skills, or B, their attitude, self-belief, and achievement drive? Well, we've asked this question hundreds of times in keynote presentations, in board meetings, in online surveys, and usually the answers range somewhere between 75% to 85% B, attitude, self-belief, and drive to achieve a are really what differentiates the top performers. It's never been below 50% with any group. And it's the reason why if you've got two salespeople, you've got similar territory, similar client base, same training, the, the same background, but one consistently and sometimes dramatically outperforms the other. It's why you have experienced tenured reps who could be doing a whole lot more but settle for just being solid performers. So my follow-up question for listeners is this. If B is consistently voted as more important, if things like attitude, self-belief, achievement drive are the critical success factors of what makes a top performer a top performer in sales, why is your sales training focused almost exclusively on product knowledge and selling skills? Great question, Bruce. Why is that the case at so many organizations? Organizations assume that either their people already have it or it's a personal thing, or it's too hard to measure, or they just don't know how to do it. There was a a Harvard professor, his name's Dr. David McClelland. He coined the term achievement drive, and he studied this for 
over 30 years at Harvard. He studied individuals, he went to different countries, studied in all different organizations, different industries. He then found that for people who reached high goals, the, the top performers year after year, they had an internal need for achievement. You can call it ambition or drive or desire to excel, or competitive spirit, will to win, whatever you, you call it, but it was something that's released from within, not from outside. But it's this force that multiplied their talents, their resources, multiplied everything that they did. So achievement drive is one of the most overlooked elements of all sales training and yet has a major effect on the results that those people produce. The second aspect is self-belief. And Ron Rillingham, who's the founder of Integrity Solutions, makes some, some really impactful points about self-belief and how powerful an influence in, in driving sales. He says that each of us has an inner belief and boundary that defines who we are, what's possible for us to sell, and really what life rewards we deserve to enjoy. And the boundary that we put on ourselves is based on past perceptions. It's not based on any fact or any truth. And we live out these beliefs, these inner beliefs, every day without questioning. And we have a strong need to hold on to these beliefs. And it's really hard, really tough to let them go. And why this is important? Because your sales and your life circumstances won't change all that much until we release the need to hold on to these old beliefs and move past them to new goals. Now, that's, it's pretty heavy stuff for sales training, but the, this phenomenon of self-belief combined with achievement drive are the two powerful influences that will determine whether or not an individual or an organization is able to elevate themselves above their current sales levels. So, for many organizations that are not seeing the speed to top-line growth that they'd like to see, perhaps a rethink of how they're developing and equipping their salespeople and managers might be in order here. Because organizations invest so much into sales skills and sales processes and tools and apps and forecasting strategies and software, but they're still frustrated that they're not moving the needle on some of their key metrics. Because they're focused on at best, 50% of what's going to improve sales performance. And that is the what we're supposed to do and how the salespeople are supposed to do it. The other 50% is the why. The organizations either don't know, they're unwilling to develop the achievement drive and expand the self-belief of their sales teams because they feel that, as I mentioned earlier, experienced reps should already know this, they should already have it, and it's just not the case, we see, on, on a consistent basis. Thanks, Bruce. Any final thoughts on why the two headwinds to growth you've summarized in these two podcasts are so important? These two challenges we see over and over again in organizations. And they continue to manifest themselves in such things as salespeople who have plateaued and are not moving past the, the predetermined levels, levels they've set for themselves. We see it in stalled pipelines. We see it in just lack of enthusiasm from the customer for solutions that they should be more enthusiastic about because they're just not really grasping and seeing the value. Just these two elements, helping the customer think through their needs and priorities in new and different ways and getting them to talk about it using their own words 
key communication skill, certainly a key selling skill. And the second element, working with sales teams and sales managers to help that, that performance multiplier drive their, their achievement drive and their self-belief to higher levels. It can be done. We see it every time we work with clients, but it's one of those ones that's not immediately obvious that it's such a shame that it doesn't make its way to the top of the list. Bruce Wedderburn, the Chief Sales Officer at Integrity Solutions on Overcoming Common Headwinds to Growth. You've been listening to a podcast from Integrity Solutions. I'm Michael Terrell.